This conference is being recorded. Welcome to the Wednesday evening, September 23rd, 2009, Dream the Biggest Dream teleconference. Tonight, waking up to your dreams. What a great topic. It really goes along with dreaming the biggest dream. And before you can truly dream the biggest dream and start to step into it, I started thinking about it and I thought, first we've got to wake up to our dreams. And one of the things that brought me to the analogy of waking up to our conscious dreams is the fact that people ask me when they hear that I'm Dr. Dream, they immediately want to relate to me some dream they had last night or recently in their sleep. And that is not what I'm about. Possibly one day, but uh, not at this time. But what we talk about and how Dream the Biggest Dream works is all about conscious creation of your reality. It's all about your waking dreams, your dreams that come from your consciousness and from your awareness. I pulled some quotes over the last uh, few days or week that I think uh, will really assist in being a positive trigger. And when I see a positive trigger, I really perceive myself to be a positive trigger for everyone that I come into contact with. And what that means is something I bring to light, something I say, my smile, uh, whatever interaction that takes place, I want it to trigger people to be more positive in their own life, to, to, to trigger them into something that they truly want and away from what they don't want. So I pulled some quotes, and there are some very exciting quotes this week. And I've put them in an order that really makes the most sense because I think initially when we start talking about waking up to our dreams, that it helps to hear something like this from Bernard Edmonds. To dream anything that you want to dream, that's the beauty of the human mind to do anything you want to do. That is the strength of the human will. To trust yourself, to test your limits, that is the courage to succeed. This one was the very first quote that um, I pulled, and it, it really struck me because there's been a sort of common theme in the last, I don't know, month, month and a half um, on these conference calls, and that is pushing our envelope. That is expanding the box that we, that we put ourselves in, that we keep ourselves in. And so to hear Bernard Edmonds, or to hear me say what Bernard Edmonds wrote about trusting yourself to test your limits, 
absolutely struck a chord. I so resonated with that because it is. It's about, it's about the limits. What are the limits? How are we limiting ourselves? Okay, let's get past that. And now what are the true limits? And we never know what the real limits are until we keep pushing our envelope, until we keep pushing our experience. Or my favorite phrase relating to this, until we keep playing the game. Now, most of you know that I have a nine-year-old daughter. Her name is Maya. Her middle name is Ananda. It translates as, her name translates as bliss within the illusion. Uh, Maya was in Sedona all summer with her mother. She had a great summer, and we've been back together now for about two and a half weeks for the school year. And um, it has been absolutely glorious for both of us. And we are constantly sharing our love with each other, uh, telling each other that we love each other, and expressing gratitude for our experience. Well, toward the middle part of the last school year, Maya started having some issues with a little boy um, in her class. And uh, this isn't easy for a father. Even at that point, she was eight years old um, because you just you want it to stop. And then you realize that there's, this is prime territory to learn some lessons, prime territory to assist her in what in 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 a resolution of of how life can be um, and and of seeing her role in it and I didn't quite tap into that last year <laughs> at all I was um, a little more reactionary than that but uh, we got through last year and um, I didn't do anything to the kid <laughs> Okay, fast forward to this year. Um, every day I get Maya from school and, you know, how was your day, what's going on, and started hearing about this little boy sort of picking on her again. So it all came to a head for me yesterday when she was visibly upset in relating the story to me about how this child um, hit her with a rubber band during her Spanish class. And my initial action reaction was to be upset with the boy, was to be upset with the teacher, the school, to be upset with everything outside of us. <laughs> and then I sort of settled back into my skin, my body, and my, my consciousness, and a higher awareness. And I realized that it's not about us looking outside of, of Maya for, for an answer to this. So last night, we decided to do a guided visualization. And we did a visualization of Maya's interactions with this little boy um, being comfortable and easy being all about friendship and a connection that is a, a meaningful connection. But most of all, it was all about being comfortable. 
And so um, unlike the kind of detailed uh, visualizations that we've started doing um, on this call, um, I made it very easy for her. She had, um, I gave her a special crystal, which is her crystal that will hold the energy of the visualization that we do regarding her interaction with this little boy. So she takes a purse to school every day, a purse that she made. She's got her glasses in it and whatever else, and so she keeps the crystal in her purse. Today after school, I picked her up, and I, how was everything? And she said, I, I had a really good day, Danny. If everything went really well today. And um, I said, so how was everything with, with this child? And she said, everything was great. There were no issues at all. The one interaction that we had was when he complimented me on a picture that I drew. <laughs> well, my friends, this is Lessons from the Front Line, and I would absolutely have been remiss to not share this story with you. Stay tuned. We have seven more days until next week um, to discuss this. But Maya and I have already decided that for the next little bit we will do this visualization each night before Maya goes to sleep so that energy can work with her energy um, during her sleeping hours and can really set up the next day. I am finding that these guided visualizations, and as you know, in the last, I don't know, month, uh, I probably have taken 600, over 600 people through guided visualizations, and I'm finding it to be very powerful because what they are doing is energizing our dreams our dream for how we want to feel, our dream for what we want to experience. And it is, in a sense, testing what we believe our limits to be, and it's opening up those limits. It is expanding the box that we are in because the more experience we have with a visualization and then that visualization becoming reality, that is pushing our envelope. Oscar Wilde has a wonderful quote. The supreme object of life is to live. Few people live. It is true life only to realize one's own perfection, to make one's every dream a reality. With these quotes that I'm sharing with you right now, I, am, I chose these quotes specifically to trigger in you the response that it is okay to live your dreams. It is okay to dream the biggest dream for your life and then to energize it and then to experience it as reality. Harriet Tubman, and we've used this quote before, and I'm not going to apologize for it because this quote is fabulous. Every great dream begins with a dreamer. Always remember, you have within you the strength, the patience, and the passion to reach for the stars 
to change the world. You are the dreamer. Allow yourself to step into that role. You are the creator self. Open up that space and start to do the work you came here to do. The time is now. This is my message to you. This is part of my foundation, my foundation of belief in how it works. Wake up to the dreamer that you are. Open up to what that truly means. On the deepest level, it means that you chose to come back here to this place, to this plane of reality. You chose this. You chose your circumstances. You chose your parents. And in each moment of your day, of your life, you are choosing your experience. If it is not what you would consciously choose, then it is truly time to wake up the dreamer within and to identify what your dream is. Because if you're not living your dream right now, if you are not in the blissful awareness that everything that occurs for you in your experience comes from you. It is time to move into that place. As we near 2012 and all that this time brings to us, it's very important for us to become that much more aware of how it works. Mark Twain said, 20 years from now, you will be more disappointed by the things you didn't do than by the ones you did do. So throw off the bow lines, sail away from the safe harbor, catch the trade winds in your sails, explore, dream, discover. <clears throat> How beautiful is that from Mark Twain? Open yourself up to what your life can really be about in each and every moment. I've said it before that if you're going through your life and everything is just comfortable and easy, possibly you're not testing the limits of what your experience has to offer. Possibly you found a comfortable place and you're just sort of staying in that place because it is the safe harbor. Take a look at that aspect of your life. Take a look at what your life is about. Is your life about just staying in that comfortable place? Is it about staying anchored in the safe harbor? Or is your life about taking it the next step? Seeing what it's about. Feeling everything that comes with that step. And then settle in with it for a little bit. But as soon as you realize you've gotten comfortable there, 
take the very next step. Reminds me of an experience I had years ago, 1994, October of 94. I had just turned 30, uh, actually turned 30 during an ayahuasca ceremony in the jungles of Peru. And um, about a week later, we decided to, well, actually, we went to a total solar eclipse in northern Chile. And after that, we went to Machu Picchu. And at the total solar eclipse in northern Chile, we were at um, sea level. And we got to Cuzco, which um, is probably, I don't know, seven or 8,000 feet, might even be 9,000 feet elevation, somewhere in there. We immediately found a guide and uh, left the uh, very next morning for uh, the Inca Trail to Machu Picchu. And the beginning of the trail was fairly easy. Um, I had not been a big hiker at that point. Um, I was living in New York City, not Sedona. And, um, but things were going well. I, I had someone carrying my pack, so I really felt like this was going to be incredibly manageable. <laughs> Well, the Inca Trail on the way to Machu Picchu passes through uh, some mountains, and you go up over, I believe it's around 15,000 feet. I had not acclimated to the elevation of Cuzco, let alone anything higher than that. We had gone from sea level and immediately set off on the trek. And as I was nearing the peak, the pass over the mountain, I found myself unable to take more than a couple of steps, and that was it. It was all I had in me. And I got comfortable. I would take a couple of few steps, literally no more than like four or five steps. And I would be there out of breath <laughs> and, I mean, really not in good shape. And there was a man uh, that was on the um, excursion with us from Germany. And my friend Augustus was on up ahead, but this man stayed back with me. And he was my positive trigger. He reminded me that I wasn't alone. He reminded me that if I wanted to make this happen, if I wanted to cross over this peak, I could do it, and he would stay with me while I went through the experience. I'd walk the four, five steps, winded, sore, really just laboring to breathe, my lungs absolutely just struggling, and I would get comfortable. And he would say, let's take a few more steps. And we would go. And I can't tell you how long it took me. I can tell you that we were the last people. I referred to him as my angel. But it was a valuable lesson that I learned. And it's a lesson that I incorporate into each aspect of my life now. And it's what I'm talking about, 
take that next step. Settle in with it. Feel it. Feel the emotions. And then when you're ready, take the next step. There's no time frame. There's no limits other than the limits you create. You can do this. And you are not alone. And right now, I'm here with you, and I will be with you for many steps along the way. And when I'm not there, you're still not alone, because we are never alone in this experience. What keeps us from really stepping into our dream, from owning our dream and knowing that we deserve it? Sometimes it's the people around us. Martin Luther King said, no person has the right to reign on your dreams. Unless, of course, your dream is about dancing in the rain, and then <laughs> everybody has the right to reign on your dreams. But otherwise, watch the input that you're getting. And remember that you do not need anyone else's validation to make your dream real. Your dream, my friend, is for you. Your dream is about your life. It's not about how somebody else would live your life. It's not about how somebody else would judge your life. Your dream is for your life. And nobody gets to live your life but you. Don't ever, ever allow anybody to put down your dreams. Stand up. Make a stand. Remind them that it is your life, that it is your dream, that you are the only one that wakes up in your skin, in your body, in your head each morning, and lives your day. And then don't look for validation from that person again. Don't look for the validation outside of yourself. All you need, you have right now, and it's within you. Allow it to bloom, to come forth. Ralph Waldo Emerson said, Dare to live the life you have dreamed for yourself. Go forward and make your dreams come true. Napoleon Hill said, a is, a is a dream with a deadline. So identify what your dreams are. Write about them. Do my 21-day program. Get very clear on what your dreams are. And then set goals related to those dreams. Energize those goals with your visualizations. Make it happen. Nobody else is going to make your dream happen except you. Leon Joseph Cardinal Suenes, an archbishop, of, <laughs> why am I doing this? An Archbishop of Molinas, Brussels, said, Happy are those who dream dreams and are ready to pay the price to make them come true. You know, when I first found this particular quote, I thought, 
Ah, another one of these, pay the price. Uh, this is all, I, I know about these people. They want to tell me that I've got to sacrifice something to make my dream come true. That there's a big price to pay. That having my dream come true is also letting go of something else important in my life. And I thought I, I couldn't possibly use that quote. And then I realized, hmm, gee, Mark, throwing in a little bit of your old conditioning into reading this, the quote didn't say what you had to pay the price to make them come true. It just said, happy are those who dream dreams and are ready to pay the price to make them come true. So I made a list of what that price is. That price is discipline. The discipline to stay focused on your dream. That price is conscious awareness. To be conscious and aware of how reality works, of how you work with reality. That price to make your dream come true is belief and faith. It shifted everything for me. I love this quote now. There is a price. It doesn't just happen. Well, it does when you have the discipline of focus, when you have the conscious awareness, and when you hold on to the belief and the faith of how it all works. Then it does just happen. My last, actually it's not my last quote, but another quote. This is from Lao Tzu. Be careful what you water your dreams with. Water them with worry and fear, and you will produce weeds that choke the life from your dream. Water them with optimism and solutions, and you will cultivate success. Always be on the lookout for ways to nurture your dream. This is about awareness. This is about how you are energizing your dreams. Are you finding your dream and then sabotaging it? Are you finding your dream and then telling yourself you really don't deserve it? Are you identifying what your biggest dream is and then slipping into fear of actually attaining it? What self-limiting belief comes up when you start to identify and own your dreams? Spend some time with this one because the only person that can ever get in the way of your dreams is you. Other people can get in the way of your dreams because you allow them to. Become aware of what your universe puts in front of you in regard to your dreams, in regard to what you're asking the universe for. My class at the college, I give them their final tomorrow. We do a field trip on Friday, and I don't teach another class at the college till November. <clears throat> I've had a great time, by the way and led my students today on a guided visualization of passing their final tomorrow. Um, 
and uh, they loved it. And I loved that I could integrate two separate, two different aspects of my life that are now not so different because the transference of energy that I do with Dream the Biggest Dream, I can do in a class teaching hotel and restaurant management. But uh, it will be a loss of income or, you know, the income from teaching until November again. And I've been asking my universe, dialoguing with my universe, placing an order with my universe, energizing my dream of comfortable financial freedom happening for me. And I've really had to be disciplined in this and, and hold my focus. And what's happened for me is today I was watching how my mind works and my default settings, and I was seeing that I really had a bit of a negative overtone. And so I stepped up my efforts. Today I was out in Huntington Beach, and I'm documenting Huntington Beach for a client uh, for a calendar of elevated photos. And it was a foggy, hazy day, the beach. It was, I'd, I'd never seen it like this in the middle of the day. And this morning when Maya and I got up, it was, it was foggier than it's ever been here. And so I was driving around looking for some lifestyle shots of Huntington Beach to shoot. I wasn't finding anything. And, of course, my default setting was kicking in, getting a little negative. I was feeling myself coming down. So it's really having to, to open up to, to being positive and kept repeating that this job unfolds for me with comfort and ease. And I saw a photo opportunity. I pulled over and I took some great pictures at a wetlands reserve um, in Huntington Beach, a beautiful area I had not been to and that I had literally driven past three times today. Most likely, the three times that I drove past it, I was replaying a negative message and was too caught up in that message to see that there was a positive opportunity waiting for me. I pulled over. I took some photos. I've looked at them already. They are very nice. As I was getting ready to leave, a man came up, a photographer, very expensive camera, um, nice guy, and actually reminds me of a photographer named Michael in San Diego who I have a great deal of respect for, but I felt that energy, and I was just like, wow, isn't this beautiful? I get to have this experience with this man, and we started talking about photography and some ideas that had not totally gelled or come together for me came together in my discussion with him. And further beyond that, he thinks he's got a, a really, really incredible commercial real estate client for me. And beyond that, he gave me a couple ideas of places to go and promote what I do that I had no idea about. Why did this happen? It happened because I asked the universe for this. I asked the universe for guidance. I asked the universe for help. Now, had I not stopped myself from my pattern of negative thinking, I could have driven past 
the wetlands reserve for three, four, five, six more times, and I never would have made it there. I never would have noticed it. But I saw that my pattern thinking was coming up. I saw that it was sabotaging what was important to me. Most of all, I felt that it was draining my energy, that I was draining my own energy. And I put a stop to it. And I built my energy back up, and boom, 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 things happened. And these things that happened take me that much closer to my dream, take me that much closer to my goal. It was a beautiful, beautiful experience. What beautiful experiences are you having when you catch yourself and shift your perspective? And then are you taking the time to honor how that process worked instead of beating yourself up for going to that negative place in the first place? Are you expressing gratitude to your universe for how that came about, for that shift that you experienced? Because that brings it about that much more. That places another order with the universe. And the universe says, oh, wow, look, he really likes things that he can express gratitude about. Let's line up a whole bunch of experiences for Mark that he can experience gratitude about. Let's line up some more experiences for Mark that keep him on the path that he keeps reminding us, the universe, he wants to be on. So my friends, when we talk about waking up to your dreams, don't push the snooze button. This is the wake-up call right here, right now. Take a look at your life. Give yourself permission to dream your life, to consciously create the reality that you truly want to be immersed in. Several of us today, prior to uh, the official start of this call, said that today was challenging. That's great, because with every challenge comes an opportunity to turn it into something incredible. What can you turn your challenges into? How can you take your challenges and shift them so they feed your dreams, so they feed your soul, so your spirit rejoices in all that makes up your life? Nobody can answer these questions for you. These are the questions for you to ponder in your mind, for you to utilize the questions to see how you are making things work, or possibly how you are not making things work. Walt Disney said, if you can dream it, you can do it. And that is absolutely a truth. If you can dream it, you can do it. If you can visualize it, if you can feel it, if you can taste it, then it's yours for the taking. 
Henry David Thoreau said, if one advances confidently in the direction of their dreams and endeavors to lead a life which they have imagined, they will meet with a success unexpected in common hours. Except, my friends, we're all together on this call, and we know that if we advance confidently in the direction of our dreams and we endeavor to lead a life which we have imagined, we will meet with a success that we have expected. The last quote for tonight is from William James. Your hopes, dreams, and aspirations are legitimate. They are trying to take you airborne, above the clouds, above the storms, if you only let them. So, nobody can rain on your dreams. Your dreams are your dreams. And they are legitimate. And they can be your vehicle to experience the life you came here to experience. Embrace it all. Allow it to come forth. Allow it to happen for you. It is all waiting for you. You just need to step up to it, recognize it, and it's yours. What an exciting call tonight. I'm starting to think these calls would be good at like 6 in the morning when you know, we're just getting up and we get this energy going and everything. Wednesday nights are the most difficult night for me to fall asleep because of the incredible energy that we all bring to this call. Because what happens is we're on this together, all of our energies become one, and that then serves us all. So right now I'm going to uh, get prepared to do the visualization. And tonight's visualization is going to be on unfolding peace. And I like this particular topic for a visualization because this week we had the International Day of Peace. And so I thought, how appropriate, since there was lots of energy swirling around already this week involving peace. And how appropriate to remind ourselves that peace begins within. Brings to mind the Gandhi quote, be the change you want to see in the world. If you want to see peace, then you need to have peace inside yourself. So, if you can get comfortable, for me, for you, um, in a chair, if you want to lay down, whatever works for you. I would like you to hold the phone with your left hand, and I would like you to have your right hand open with your palm facing up. This is your receiving hand, and we're going to feel this energy of unfolding peace. 
So I'd like you to close your eyes and have your right hand open, open to the universe. And I would like you to feel the universal energy of peace. I'd like you to feel that energy reaching down from the heavens and touching your right hand. Almost as if the universe, in a most peaceful gesture, has chosen to hold your hand to remind you that peace is with you at all times. So as the energy of peace from the universe is touching your right hand, I'd like you to feel it traveling up your arm. And as it goes up your arm, your entire arm begins to relax. And everything in your world starts to feel peaceful. As the energy of peace gets to the top of your shoulder, it enters your body. And it goes directly to the core of your being. The core of your being is where everything is stored about you and your life. All of your experiences reside in the core of your being. All of your thoughts that have created your reality and will continue to create your reality reside in the core of your being. As the universal energy of peace enters the core of your being, it begins to ever so gently move around, ever so gently weaving its way in and out of the experiences that have made up your life. Weaving its way in and out of the thoughts that create your reality. Very much like taking a broad stroke with a paintbrush and touching everything that makes up who you are. This is the energy of peace. Feel it. Feel it in all aspects of your being. We have certain thoughts. We have certain experiences that keep us from feeling the deep sense of peace that we would all like to feel. As the universal energy of peace is weaving its way in and out of your experiences, in and out of your thought forms, you may notice that an aspect of your life keeps coming to your mind or a particular thought. This particular experience or this particular thought is asking to have peace surround it, to be touched by universal peace. This aspect of you or your life experience or your thoughts is ready to be transformed. It is saying to you, please, 
I want this peace. So take the universal energy of peace and allow it to hug, to envelop this particular aspect of yourself, of your life experience, or of your thoughts. A big, gentle hug. The kind of hug that can only be saying, everything is fine just the way it is. Everything about you is unfolding perfectly. Your life is a masterpiece, and you are the painter. You feel the peace touching you ever so deeply. You feel this on an emotional level. You feel this on a spiritual level. You feel this on a physical level. This is the feeling that you've been asking your universe to give you more of. Peace unfolding within you. Feel it. Never forget what this feels like right now. You deserve to have this experience. Not just now. You deserve to have this experience whenever you focus on it. Whenever you ask the universe to bring you more peace. In those challenging moments, you can draw on this energy. It is available to you. It is there for you. And most importantly, it is yours. This is part of your natural state of being. And now that you've allowed the universal energy of peace to enter the core of your being, it will never leave. It is there for you. Your actions will resonate with peace. Your thoughts will resonate with peace. And your life experience will show up peacefully and gently for you. In times of need, in times of turmoil, you can call on this by simply asking your universe to connect you with the peace within. It is a part of you. It is not something to look for outside of you. You now carry it with you. You can share it with others. You can share it with the entire universe. You can create an energy loop of peace unfolding. And you can picture this spreading throughout the circumference of the globe the same way that you saw a particular aspect of yourself or your life experience or a thought be totally enveloped by peace within you, you can visualize this universal peace 
that is now part of you spreading throughout the earth for all people. You can visualize this and, and visualize specific people in your life and visualize peace hugging them, this energy of peace energizing them and giving them what they need. This is a powerful visualization. This is powerful energy that you control. You control it within yourself, and you control the transference of it outside of yourself. Honor it, respect it, and have tremendous gratitude for it. It is my honor to be here with you now as we share these moments, as we share this energy. I'd like you to just come back, feel yourself in your body, feel how good it feels. Feel how good it feels to be at peace in your experience. I'm going to unmute the lines and at this point if there's anything you would like to share, anything you would like to share based on something you've done differently since last week's call, something from your experience that can serve our highest good, the highest good of everyone on this call. We would love to hear it. And it is now available for you to share if you feel so inclined. Good call, Mark. Thank you, Eddie. I love the visualizations, Mark. I really, really appreciate that. It is... Um, it's a beautiful experience for me to share on this different level, on this other level. And um, you know how I feel. I couldn't share this um, without each of you being present and making yourself available and allowing this interaction to take place. I'm truly grateful for that. Thank you. Anybody Mark, else? Oh, go ahead, somebody. Go ahead. Oh, this is Anybody? Julie, and I guess I just I just always love that you just remind us that this is something that has to be done each and every day, and um, I guess that's the habit that I'm trying to form because each and every day <clears throat> brings new challenges and and things that. Uh, if you're not checking in every day to turn it over and search for that higher power that's going to give us the strength to find the right things that will get us to our dreams. Um, if I don't do that each and every day, I, my shelf life isn't very long. <clears throat> so I love these weekly calls just to remind me that, that it is something that you do have to work for. So this whole call, 
you do have to work for it if you want it. So thank you for the reminder. And Julie, the, the, the path you've taken and how you have truly awakened to your dreams and taken action and sent your order to the universe and turned everything over and taken control of your life and become empowered has been amazing and has been an inspiration for me. And I'm, I really appreciate your energy on these calls as I appreciate your energy in my life. Thank you very much. It's mutual. Anybody else tonight? You got everybody mellow, Mark. I know, right? <laughs> ready for a bath in bed. <laughs> <laughs> nice. We'll have to uh, find a giant bathtub at some point and uh, do a visualization there. I really, really thank all of you. Um, it, it, it means so much to me that we have this place to meet together, this place to drop what doesn't serve us and attach ourselves to what does serve us. This place to connect with the unconditional love and understanding and tonight the greater peace that is available for all of us. And we do this together because we are not alone. We are never alone. And we are all in this together. I love you all deeply from the very core of my being. And it thrills me that you are with me on my journey, and I am with you. Have a truly wonderful evening. Have a truly incredible week. And come back next week as we journey some more and we share and we experience this life, this beautiful, beautiful life together. Thank you so much. Take care, folks. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye, Mark. <laughs>